Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but every single day of the week, seven days a week, keeps us in God's Word and thereby helps keeps us keep us strong in our faith and even growing stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, we encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to turn their lives around spiritually. They need to come closer to God. They need to think about their soul's salvation and eternity because it's coming. So share with your friends, your 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 family members, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But share with everybody you can every day. You may help turn a life around. You may help a soul get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today and going to talk about something that has, it just really kind of struck me and really kind of grabbed hold of my attention and, and made quite an impression upon me. You know, when we come to God in worship, and we ought to be worshiping God every single Sunday for sure with the church, but we also need to glorify God through our daily lives, the way we live our lives. Our worship in song as we come together is primarily focused upon praising God and glorifying God. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15, the Hebrews writer wrote this, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. As we sing songs of praise to God in worship, those songs have meaning. We are not only praising God, now that's the primary purpose of it, the primary focus, praising God and glorifying God through the songs that we sing in worship. But also, those songs contain messages. The words of those songs are meant to convey meaning to those who are singing those songs, as well as meaning to God, in that we're acknowledging whatever the messages of those songs are, and in those ways, as we sing them, we're praising God and glorifying Him. But those words have meaning. There are lessons within them. Some songs are actually prayers. And as we sing those songs, we need to be taking to heart what those songs mean, but we also need to recognize that we're also teaching and communicating and admonishing all of those who are under the sound of our singing as we sing those songs of praise and glorification to God, of worship to God. Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, the apostle Paul wrote this along, that, along those lines, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, did you get that? As we sing those songs, we're actually speaking to one another, all of us to gather together on that occasion in that place, whether it's a church building or some other gathering place where we are together there for the purpose of worshiping God. We're praising him and glorifying him through those songs, but we're also speaking to one another 
through those psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We're singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord, but we're speaking to one another through the messages, through the words of those songs. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16, we read similarly a little bit more detail. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So we're singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord, but we're also teaching and admonishing one another through the words and messages conveyed in the words of those songs. So we're to speak to one another, we are to teach one another, we are to admonish one another through the words of those songs, as well as fulfilling our primary purpose in singing those songs, and that is singing praise and glory to God through our singing. That's part of our worship. In Psalm 98 and verse 4, Psalm 98 and verse 4, we read this, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth, break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. Wow. Well, interesting, isn't it? Over and over again, we see that there is specific purpose to our singing as we come together to worship God in song. Now, there are other acts of worship that we are supposed to uh, go through as we come together to worship God, such as prayer, teaching, giving, taking the Lord's Supper. But singing is one of those acts of worship that we are to accomplish, fulfill, as we come together to worship God as the church every first day of the week. And every time the church comes together to, uh, to, do, to do that, to worship God. Now think about those verses of Scripture we've read. I hope you picked up that it talks about we are to sing to one another as well as offer our praise through those songs and our glory to God. But we are to teach one another. We are to admonish one another. We are to speak to one another through the words of those songs. Now, unfortunately, I'm afraid that a whole lot of churches, in fact, I, I think most churches, they have substituted appointed choirs for the singing of the congregation. The choirs do the singing for the congregation. You know, I can't find an, a single example of that in the New Testament scriptures as the church comes together to worship God. I can't find a choir mentioned in there anywhere. And I certainly can't find anything where it talks about a band being there playing instrumental music along with the singing. I'm afraid that a whole lot of denominational churches have gone to the point where the worshipers, supposed worshipers, who are supposed to be speaking to one another and teaching one another and admonishing one another through the words of the song, while they are in those songs praising God, they're not, most of those people gathered are not doing the singing. That's been my observation, but rather an appointed 
select few people from that particular church group have been appointed to do the singing for them in the form of choir or maybe an instrumental presentation with a soloist, something along those lines. But these verses of Scripture say we're supposed to speak to one another. Now, I can't have you speak for me to one another. I need to be doing that to fulfill the teachings of those scriptures. I need to be doing the teaching through the words of the songs as I sing those songs myself. I need to be admonishing one another, those gathered with me and around me in that worship setting as I sing those songs. I can't have somebody else do that for me. I need to be doing that myself as those verses of Scripture instruct. Now, I just want you to understand that because we are all supposed to take part in our worship. I cannot have somebody else partake of the Lord's Supper for me. I cannot have somebody else do my giving All of those are acts of worship that I need to personally take part in and be involved in, and that's for everybody coming together to worship God as the church. Now, I want us to focus on one particular song that I've been singing this song for many years, beautiful song, very melodious, but I never quite picked up the full message of this song until just recently as another preacher brought it out. And I thought, wow, that is really powerful. Now, I can see the the meanings of each verse of the song as I sing it, but I never connected all the verses of that song together and realized when you put them together, what a powerful teaching that is to us who are singing it, but also to anybody else who might hear us sing that song. The name of the song is One Day. One Day. There are five verses to that song, and every verse of that song talks about, instructs us as to one day of Jesus. Now, they're not talking about 24-hour days, but they're talking about one day Jesus came, one day Jesus died, one day Jesus arose, one day Jesus ascended back to heaven, one day he's coming back. Five days, each verse focusing on one day. And obviously, each of those days were the result of perhaps even a long series of events and, and eventualities that, it, that culminated in that one day. And then the chorus, it combines all of those five days together in a single chorus and gives us the fuller picture each time we sing the chorus. One day, maybe you've heard the song, maybe you've sung that song, maybe you can pull it up and listen to it being sung. When we get back together next time, we'll begin to look at 
five days of Jesus, one day at a time. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for blessing us with the ability to offer praise and glory to you through our human voice in singing. Help us, Father, to see the importance of our taking part, each one of us individually, in the songs that we sing, in worship to you, so that it can have the fullest meaning and the most personal meaning for each one of us as we praise you and glorify you through the songs that we sing. Guide us in this. Help us to understand it and help us to hold it precious, Father. We offer you the praise, the glory, the honor, and the thanks for blessing us with this ability. And we pray that we will please you in our singing and worship, Father. Please forgive us and hear a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.